is Kat. This is Phoebe. We are Feminine Chaos and we are back. We are back. Back online after being very offline. Kat, how offline were you? I was so offline. Um, I was so offline that I I have nothing witty to say about it. No, I I was in the woods for... um, more than two weeks. It was incredible. Um, I, and I was hanging out with like my family. So um, I wasn't completely by myself. I didn't like do the hermit thing. Uh, but I did do very outdoorsy things. I went mountain biking with my father uh, a couple of times. I remembered somewhere about like, I would say two to three miles into the first ride that I actually don't like mountain biking. But you know, it was a bonding activity. So very wholesome sounding. Yeah, yeah. It was very back to nature. We went off trail. Um, we found some blackberries and uh, and ate them. And then on the way back, we forgot the blackberries were there, and the blackberry bush like ate us back because they're covered in thorns, and we just rode right through oh, it. No. <laughs> um, I will I will try to upload pictures of my injured legs for the um, premium subscribers. I say for our premium subscribers, yeah. I don't know if like the public would want to see that. I don't really think anybody wants to see that, actually. It was pretty disgusting. I'm sure somebody wants to see everything. <laughs> well, I'm not going to show them everything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I finished a draft of my next novel. I read like seven books. I swam. Oh I drank a lot of beer. It was it was a, you know, a vacation and a retreat and it was restorative. And I honestly am a little bit sad to be back in a land where I have to look at Twitter. Oh, yeah, but it's not even called Twitter anymore. It's called it's called X. I'm still gonna call it Twitter. I'm gonna okay. dead name it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna it's gonna have some feelings, some some big feelings about that. Um, so yeah, it's gotten interesting. Uh, so I also I should say I have also been somewhat offline. Um, I was on vacation from work, but just because like the two year olds daycare. Um, was off for that week so I was not super duper online um myself but what I did see is a certain pattern on Twitter that I would have trouble articulating myself but then um there was a tweet by uh Rax leads with her crotch king at Rax king is dead that went and this is some one of these like very online accounts that post all the time and people are always retweeting it and I normally ignore it but this seemed very insightful so I'm going to read it and I yeah, I believe I also read it on the Bolger High one because it's like the it, it it encapsulates our moment of onlineness. And the tweet reads, "Bro, it is so fucking boring on here now. Every post in my feed is one of you joylessly dunking on someone called like Doctor Alpha DDS or the Gentleman Classicist. Tiresome. And this is it. This is what it has been. Twitter is all of these verified accounts from some sort of like." trad influencer with a billion followers who I've never heard of who has some well you see women are like so and then everybody's like no they aren't and then this just goes on for ages wow and it's really 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 stupid and while you know I like to follow stupid culture war stuff and I like literally make a job out of doing that this is like the the whole sort of the quality level of all of this um has kind of tanked. So what you're saying, like, it was always shitty, but the shit was high quality, and now it- Thank you. Yes, it was like the civet cat one you can turn into a coffee. Now it's just your more mundane, some horse-drawn carriages have passed through Central Park and um, left what they do. Uh, yeah, so the- But the thing that really- um, And now I realize I, I brilliantly closed the tab where I had open what this is. Um, the, where I, this really- 
crystallized for me was, um, are you familiar with Carl Benjamin or Sargon of Akkad? Akkad? Is this, is this a friend of yours? Oh, yeah. Is he in he's, the room with you right now? He's my dad. We went mountain biking together. <laughs> um, well, if he, does your dad have a toddler in his backpack? Yeah, you need a snack when you're mountain biking. So, yes, <laughs> you, ca- you carry a toddler. When people are like shitposting, but then they have their avatar, like a picture of themselves with their child, I just feel like, oh. Anyway, I guess, but maybe that's the, the aim is that then you feel bad being like, you're an idiot if the person is like, if the, if the idiot in question has a child in their backpack. Um, yeah. So, but I think that the gist, so there's been this, this, the backstory, the backdrop to this is that there's been this kind of trend on the very online right to be like, I have a heterosexual relationship. I'm married and I have, I have a child or two children and it's, and take that libs, you know, have you seen this? Have you seen this type of thing? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, I've only been out of the woods for like three days. So okay. oh, well, I, I think this probably predated your trip. But if not, it's a thing. But this specific thing is not that Sargon here slash Carl Benjamin. I don't know which is his preferred um, name here um, has quote tweeted Something from Reddit where, and the Reddit post is I27F hate how men value me because of my body count. Wait, body count? <laughs> and the body counts. Now, you write about murder. Yeah, I've, I've got a high body count because... Um, <laughs> right, what's I, your body count? <laughs> fictionally or... or gosh, other, yeah. I mean, let's see. If fictionally, I've killed like... How many people? How many bodies have you left behind? God, I mean, a lot. I, I don't I don't even keep track because, you know, the thing about writing books about murder is like, you know, there's a the person who's murdered, but then there's also like incidentally, sometimes additional people get murdered or like sometimes you write about deaths that are accidental, but people think they're murders. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, fictionally, I would I would guess that um, I've I've invented and then killed off probably like a dozen people at least. Okay, a dozen. That's that's it. That's it. That's probably. I don't know what's what's a normal body count for a a woman of our age. Is it, is it a dozen? Maybe. But so yeah. Anyway, this woman who's twenty seven writes on Reddit apparently, or somebody pretending to be a twenty seven year old woman on Reddit. That's also been suspected. Um. Anyway, she writes. So I have been with fifty eight different men, which I know is higher than average. And she killed them all. Yes. <laughs> and enjoy new experiences. And it's my life. So I did. But I've settled down the last year. But okay, this this is a weirdly phrased thing that we can talk about in a second. She writes, but I've settled down the last year and been really trying to find someone special to settle down and start with and start a family. So I don't understand what the settle down if she hasn't actually settled down with a person means. But anyway, I guess it means that she's like put her pants back on. She's anyway. calmed down. And now she wants to settle down. She's taken the cold shower and then she says that her, okay, she writes that her friends are in relationships, whatever, and then she writes, whenever I meet a, ma- meet a match with a man, or I think make, it means like make a match with a man or meet one in real life and they always ask what my body count, it's, it's one word, body count is, and I tell them they always make a disgusted face and unmatch or ghost me. Okay, so this body count in this context would seem to be account of how many men not that you have this is very disappointing because it should be about murders but it's apparently about sex because when a woman has sex with a man the man dies right right we're like praying mantises in that way yes i would assume so i would that's that's (laughs) what i figured um but i just wanted to confirm that that's how it goes for everybody um so this is about sex 
Your body count is how many people you've slept with? Is that? Yes, that would seem to be it. And um, apparently in the world of real, very real people who actually exist, they are people who are meeting on apps who have never met in person, may never meet in person. For all they know, the other person does is like a made up, you know, account are telling them how many people they've had sex with before they meet even because that's what normal people are doing now. And also normal is that this woman has counted how many people she's had sex with up to the number of 58. So she's kept track. I don't know what she's considering, what her bar is for sex, like what what counts or doesn't. Um, I haven't interviewed 27F, um, even though she is sitting right here. I've just, it's journalistic (laughs) negligence, even though she's sitting with me right now. She could tell you, but she'd have to kill you. (laughs) Well, I would hope she's calmed down a bit. But yeah, so basically... Then, so this is this lady, whatever, who may or may not exist, and it goes on. But then Carl Benjamin, Sargon of Akkad, um, who must be a serious person because there's this blue check mark next to his name. And he has a toddler in a backpack. Yes, yes. Okay. And which means he, um, I don't know what it means exactly. Well, we, well, I, this poor toddler, I, I feel we, we can exclude the toddler from the narrative. But anyway, um, the question we must ask, this is, I, I'm now Carl Benjamin. The question we must ask young women is this. Who told you it was acceptable to have a high body count? That person, a.k.a. the person who's told you this, has ruined your life and dating prospects. You should be angry with them and ensure future generations of women are not deceived by them as you were. Okay, so that's our our friend Carl of Akkad. So I guess we all have a bone to pick with Carrie Bradshaw. I think so. I think so. I think... (laughs) ruined my life, Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) It would, it would really seem. What was what was Samantha's body count? I hope that that was at one point tallied by the, at least the writers of the show must have an answer to this. You know, I just get, I think Samantha would have stopped counting long ago, as one should. Like you you reach a, you reach a certain point, and it's no longer useful to be keeping track of numbers. I really think that like insofar as it's useful at all to discuss this question um and i really do not think that it's something that you should be talking about with people you've not even met yet thank you thank you um, <laughs> but like salient. it just seems like it's it's so much easier and better to kind of adopt like a pass fail um not not pass fail but like a, a similar dichotomy where it's like either i'm not super experienced or i had some fun you know and like leave it at that and it could also be very different. Like somebody could have had sex with like two people and yet feel themselves to, that they were raised very conservative or whatever. And that makes them feel very, um, it get, makes it more about self-conception and less about what somebody's actually done. Like, oh my God, this is just like that, that whole debate, that whole scene from the movie Clerks where she's only had sex with three people, but she's sucked 37 dicks and he freaks <laughs> out. And it's like, you know, because he feels like she lied to him. And then there's, you know, this whole like, (laughs) my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. And the other guy's like in a row. But there's this whole thing. It's like, (laughs) what does sex mean to you? You know, and and how much how how much crack and where was Obama at the time? Um, Yes, that is a reference to the recent Tucker Carlson interview with somebody who claimed to have had sex in the back of a limousine while smoking crack with Barack Obama. Just stay, stay tuned is all. Yeah. Yeah. We talked, we talked about this off 
the pod. And I just, I just, I heard, I heard, I heard blowjob and my mind went there. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I too think about Barack Obama every time someone mentions a blowjob. It's normal. Yeah, it's normal. All women do. Um, and apparently some men. But the point here is what? Is that, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different, there are a lot of different um, ways one could imagine um, thinking of one's own history, um, I suppose. 58 men. I mean, I guess, I mean, we, we met in person for the first time pretty recently. So I guess now we would be able to share our our body counts. And I can tell you even where the bodies are buried if you want to know. Oh, I thought you were saying we met in person recently and I was like, am I am I in your body count now? Is that all it takes? Everyone so. I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, obviously, but I think it's not irrelevant that the they're using they being whatever pocket of the internet this is, are using body count as a term for people somebody's had sex with as if it's like, as if some sort of death has happened, not like the little death or like, not like as some sort of euphemism for orgasm. Yeah, I like, mean, like hopefully the little death happens. Yeah, yeah, but but more like that something disgusting has happened. So then, then there's this, so I'm looking at this thing by this Carl Benjamin and everybody is, and like a lot of people who I respect, writers online, you know, smart people who've like published in serious places, published serious books, whatever, are replying to quote, we were really quote tweeting generally, this thing and I'm just looking at it and it just seems too extremely stupid to engage with like this is just who is thinking nobody who is behaving like this it seems like something where either you're a 15 year old boy and your whole life is the internet and it's all theoretical and you're chatting with your friends or you're a grown-up and none of this makes any sense to you because this is all just something very weird am I missing something is there is this that I'm not in touch with the real America if, assuming this Carl Benjamin, I think he might actually be British. Whatever, I, I'm not in touch with the real Britain or the real wherever he is. Is are are normal people thinking like this? And I'm the weirdo. I don't know. I mean, I wonder. Okay, two things. For one, I think that there's maybe a little bit of a generational divide here. Like to be obsessed with the sexual history of somebody that you've just started dating, ironically, is is one of these things that like you can only really do that if you're kind of young. Um, because like once you once you get to a certain point, the people you're dating, like obviously they've everyone has had a life um, before you. Like if I, if I were single right now, the guys that I would be dating would probably be divorced. Like you know, <laughs> God knows how many bodies they racked up, how many <laughs> wives they've killed. It's like yes, my husband Bluebeard. Um, they could have the, they could have the toddler in the backpack and the fifty eight person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Fifty eight people in a backpack. Why not? Um, so like so there's that there's the, there's the fact that you can only care about this if you're young and then I think also you only do care about this really if you're quite young like this strikes me overall as the kind of thing that you freak out about in a theoretical way when you're like 17 years old and you yourself are not experienced and you feel weird about the idea that your partner may have had like a life before you or may be more knowledgeable or experienced about sex than you are. And so the whole idea of a body count um, becomes kind of like a place where you can project all of this baggage that's really about yourself and how like you're worried about yourself. So I think that's part of it. The other thing is yeah, definitely there's like a you know, either like liberal conservative or like what once would have been liberal conservative uh, conservative or now it's more like, I guess, trad versus 
whatever dichotomy where as always you know yeah you've got people who are kind of purity obsessed and back in the 90s this would have been like you know religious evangelicals or whatever but I guess now it's maybe um, taken on a slightly different valence but people who are really into like being judgmental about other people's sex lives and who attach a lot of value um, like moral value to sex and who believe that a woman's value as a person is diminished by sex in a way that a man's is not for whatever reason yes yes that does seem to be a lot of what's going on here I mean I think what I had thought there had been a bit of a shift because of the way you know time works and so forth where what where reactionaries are reacting to what's happening now so it, instead of it being that the reactionary position is that you should like wait till marriage and then have you know an opposite sex you know spouse now it's like the kids these days aren't having enough sex they should be having sex right in the back of a car like the teenagers used to and also that as long as you're having straight sex and you're not you know trans or you know as long as you're wearing khakis before you have the sex or whatever it is um that it's actually a good thing. So I think this seems almost like, I guess it's it's more of a piece with the kind of trad wives type, like hyper, hyper trad, very online sphere. But it just, I guess I keep being, yeah, I agree with you though, that this is very much about people being young. And I mean, even just like on a more basic level, apart from even like very experienced, not very experienced, this idea of dividing the world into virgins and non-virgins seems like something that just, who over, I don't want to say even what age, 25, I don't even, maybe younger, who is even doing that? You know, like who is even dividing the world? Like it just seems like a very, very juvenile and like, I just don't, I mean, again, I'm not part of whichever religious subcultures people maybe are, but like, it just, it, to me, this seems very strange, very strange. But it also, the whole thing though, specifically what you're saying about the, it diminishes, where it diminishes supposedly a woman's value, but not a man's. It just felt like I was reading something extremely old timey where somebody's like, well, a man's a, a man's a stud, but a woman's a slut. It's like, who is, it's, ah, have, are we not past such things? Yeah, I, mean, I guess, I guess it just seemed too <laughs> stupid to engage with. And I feel like the problem, what, what upset me about this and maybe upset is the wrong. No, no, it, it just seemed, it, what made me despair about like our times, the times in which we live, um, is that this was just getting taken so seriously and there and here we are i i'm making it worse here but like this is just some idiot right or somebody being an idiot maybe he's a genius but and this was his low moment i don't i don't want to judge him <laughs> as a person but <laughs> yeah i don't know it just like this is somebody being ridiculous online and just like and also also more to the point doing so for uh engagement because he he's got the blue check mark which means now that he can he stands to earn money if a lot of people quote tweet him and make a big thing about whatever nonsense he's got going right like this is a this is a business model now yes it is that because like doesn't doesn't he get money from twitter right or from x yeah there's some profit sharing thing which you know like if if either one of us had decided to pay for a blue check we would be able to speak about this with a little more authority but as it is like it's all kind of nebulous yes i think there's some money involved but of course like as you just pointed out it's also not new i mean this this conversation about like the sexual double standard i was writing about this in like I don't know, like 1999 as a 
baby feminist like ranting on a live journal <laughs> i mean this is <laughs> this is so not a new thing but 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 is had it not gone away a bit i mean that's the thing that that i'm wondering about yeah i guess like, maybe the thing is that it's like a it's a pendulum and it swings back mm-hmm. and forth so mm-hmm. you know we had our moment of sort of like libertinism um where yeah you know Carrie Bradshaw and co were having sex like men and you know experiencing no stigma as a result and I guess maybe now we're in the backswing to a certain extent except that again like I think there are people to whom this matters and they cluster together and they make a lot of noise but that there are also plenty of people to whom it does not matter at all well I would think that at this point because of the way things have kind of realigned, you'll have more people saying that too much sex, sex before marriage, whatever, is wrong for men or women, and that there isn't like a very outspoken pro-double standard team these days. I feel like you get these kind of hyper-traditionalist religious types who will be like, nobody should be having sex unless it's to make a baby, and then even you have to find it a little squicky. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't cut a, cut I just, a hole in the sheet. And uh, I just felt a little bit like I felt disappointed at the level of discourse because I feel like there there's got to be better than this. The body count guy. I don't know. But that's because I felt like I had to come up with stuff that happened while you were away. And it's like there's the body count guy. That's because that was it for a while. That was it for um, for a few days there, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really funny is that I think I may have accidentally I don't want to say like touched off this discourse but like um bumped up against it in the days before I left for Maine because I had in response to um what was it we talked about it on the last premium episode um Eric Adams had talked about like mm-hmm. slipping slipping your number to some eye candy that you saw sitting at an outdoor table in New York City um I had told this story about how I had a guy slip me his number um <laughs> when I was eating lunch at a restaurant in New York City in like 2004 or 2005 um, and that I had called him and you know we went out a little bit. You and 57 of his good friends. Yes yes exactly and it was funny because like I mean I, I told this story I neglected at the time to mention that it was like 20 years ago I just sort of assumed that people would pick up on this because I'm married and people know this and I've been married for a really long time um but like the kind of second order responses to this tweet were from all of these guys um who I guess are members of this cohort that like believes strongly in the value of body count discourse and they were like (laughs) I can't believe that you would like publicly admit that you had a fling with an Australian guy like what if your husband sees this and I was like well he's sitting right next to me on the couch while I'm tweeting this and like (laughs) I was like I have stepped into a mire that I did not know was there and it's just I mean to me it's it's funny I'm 41 years old like I you know nobody cares who I slept with or didn't in 2004 including my husband who I've been with for 15 years but like some people I'm impressed with anyone who can even remember what happened in 2004 I mean this was the really funny thing as a gotcha somebody was like well who was better in bed this Australian guy that you had a fling with or your husband I was like I don't even remember whether I slept with this Australian guy like I mean I may have um 
you know, he was very hot, but like, it was not a significant relationship. <laughs> you know, for all I know, he's, he's just somebody who I like made out with a few times and then he went back to Australia. I genuinely do not remember. Um, I, so I guess if, uh, if we did sleep together, I'm sorry, he must not have been very good. So <laughs> that answers that question. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that a lot of the time, and this has been true for years, and this is probably will continue being true for years, a lot of this, like, remember the um, Bill O'Reilly would talk about, like, the, the campus hookups. Ooh, disgusting, disgusting. Sex, ugh, it's disgusting. You know, the sort of, like, titillated type approach to this. Yeah, I feel like yeah. when somebody on the internet, some man on the internet is asking you which sex you liked more, I they might be phrasing it as a troll, but they're just like, there's a woman on the internet and she's had sex. <laughs> Think about it. I'm going to let her know that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm typing this tweet with one hand. The, yeah, exactly, exactly. doing yes, something else. Exactly. There we go. Well, Bill O'Reilly has, has some nerve being judgmental about sexual anything, cons- considering what he apparently liked to do with falafel. <laughs> Wait, what? With falafel? Do you, you, don't, you don't remember this? I, it's not even remember. I don't remember ever learning. I would have known this. Like, oh, God. Okay. Given my journalistic beat, I it's terrible that I do not know this. this. Is what, what happened with Bill O'Reilly and falafel? This is a deep cut from the early 2000s when um, Bill O'Reilly was exposed as something of a, a sex pest. Um, this was, of course, pre-Me Too, so nobody made as big a deal of it. But there were these voicemails that he had left for, um, oh, I'm going to mess this up. It was like, I think, an assistant at Fox News or something like that. Um, this woman who he was like involved with or like wanted to be involved with. And he got confused. He was like fantasizing verbally about showering with her. And he meant to say that he wanted to like take a loofah and rub it all over her body. But instead he said falafel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to, I need to make a note to myself to dig this up and put it in the show notes. Okay. I think I need to like put this in my Canadian Jewish news column because this is like, it's not breaking news given that this apparently happened. So I assume now, correct me if I'm wrong. I assume you first heard the news when you were, in bed with this Australian man, given the time, given when in history this happened. Yeah, he was rubbing a falafel all over me, and he was like, <laughs> I would hope he was so. like, Bill O'Reilly likes to do this, and so I know it's cool. No, it's thanks to it's thanks to the Me Too movement <laughs> that we do not have fried chickpea, uh, whatever balls <laughs> in the bedroom at <laughs> today. <laughs> so young people, Gen Zers, you don't know how good you have it. Um, that is truly, truly. Amazing. Yeah, because apparently there's some other drama that we're not going to go into today that involves a woman talking about making shakshuka um, rather than having babies. And it seems like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but making that... shakshuka sounds like a euphemism for the filthiest sex act you can possibly What imagine. was making, <laughs> making shakshuka? Did you guys, uh, you know, you went out with that new guy the other night. Did, did you... Oh, we made shakshuka. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was messy. <laughs> was it spicy shakshuka or or more mild shakshuka? Um, yeah, yeah. Very, oh my goodness. Yeah, that is really funny. Bill O'Reilly and fal- I wouldn't even think Bill O'Reilly would know what a falafel was. So this is kind of blowing my mind. But I guess you know, I'm sure. I'm sure he has encountered foods that are not you know 
white bread and mayonnaise before. Both loofahs and falafels. I'm sure he has both in his shower. It's an easy mistake to make, you know? If you got a voicemail from somebody and they said they wanted to rub you with falafel. No, I feel like I feel like a, a canine presence in this means that um, it should be like, no, no, shawarma. You want some meat. If a, if a dog wants, um, would probably want more like a shawarma. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he doesn't go in for the vegetarian stuff, obviously. No, no. Um, okay, that is really funny. And now I've completely, I, I know we had another topic for this podcast. Before we, before we move on. Okay, go for it. We're Feminine Chaos. We are a podcast. If you are enjoying this conversation and would like to hear more like it, you can join us as a premium subscriber on Feminine Chaos on Substack, femchaospod.substack.com. For $5 a month, you will get access to premium episodes, two per month, that are just for our subscribers. Uh, You'll also get early access to our public episodes, and you'll get comment threads. You'll get friends, (laughs) podcast related friends. Um, Yes. And uh, please join us there if you're so inclined. Will you get any shakshuka? You will get some shakshuka. Hmm, You never know. (laughs) Not not saying where you'll get it, but we'll give it to you good and hard. Okay. Okay. Um, And yeah, I guess that's it. So we were going to talk about, we were going to talk about naked men. So yeah, I did not closely read the article that we are about to <laughs> talk about. I didn't um, even know that there was an article. Oh, okay. There apparently is an article, and it was in the New York Times, and it's called "Liberating Exploitative: A Nude Scene Summer Report Card." From the idol to Oppenheimer, women's bodies were on display on our screens for the past few months. Some executions succeeded with humor; others felt misguided. And it's by Maya Phillips from September third, twenty twenty-three, in the New York Times. Um, all about. It just sort of, it's like it runs through um, various movies of the summer, which apparently had um, naked women in them. And it's, oh, there was something about this. Oh, yeah. So there was one little, like, side note before we talk about the main topic from this article that did jump out at me. Mm-hmm. Can I do it? Okay. Um so this is, I'm quoting from the article, a beloved character that many SATC Sex in the City fans read to be coded gay, as did Nixon herself, who has been outspoken about her own coming up journey, Miranda discovers a new dimension to her sexuality once she meets Che, the, a queer non-binary comedian. Okay. Didn't Miranda have, like, a man in this show who she had sex with happily? Yeah, no, she, she ended up with Steve. And she was always with men. Yeah. The, the And she seemed happy about it, right? This didn't seem to be that like she was in a closet. She was just kind of, you know, a no nonsense lawyer who also No, she she did the um she had the Liz Gilbert trajectory, you know, from like um you know, her marriage broke I I, I think you mean the character the character did yes so possibly the woman too I have no idea no yeah. I mean the character for sure I, I believe you know split from her husband um and then went on like some kind of journey of re-self-discovery in middle age and then concluded that she was interested in women also and did this involve wearing really really prominent and nice looking reading glasses and making a video about a book being set um, in Russia, <laughs> I see what I see. What you're trying to do here? I'm not doing it great. I'm not doing it great. But the point is that what bothers me here, though, in all seriousness, is like, 
why was Miranda, why did she have to have been coded gay? Like she was just a certain type of straight woman at that time, or at least a bi woman who didn't yet know that or whatever, the character Miranda. I'm not talking about Cynthia Nixon, who has her own journey and, Mm -hmm. you know, mind of her, you know, that only she can know. But I'm saying this character, Miranda, who I would watch on television. Um, Anyway, that's just something that bothers me that like every time a straight woman character is at all like not Carrie Bradshaw-ish that, oh, well, that means she's definitely coded gay. No. She had short hair. Like that's that's the only thing gay about her in the initial run of Sex and the City. Exactly. So then this is a little bit, a little bit, um, anyway, so that's a side note. But the point of this article is it, it like goes through all of these scenes in recent movies where there was um, a naked woman and um, deciding was this done well or not. And I mean, this type of criticism seems very like 2015 even maybe. I don't know. This does not seem very um, of the moment, but also... It, but also it does in a way and it bothers me because it seems like rather than having this sort of feminist party line on things be is it exploitative or is it somehow queer and empowering like those are the two options exploitative or queer and empowering when a woman is naked and it's like what about naked men and I'm just saying that just a thought that popped into my head sometimes what about naked men how about those people and are they, is, there, is this a representation issue that needs to be rectified? Well, um, it's fascinating because when you mentioned this feeling very 2015, it does. And um, the thing that I'm remembering specifically is that there was a whole discourse around this centered on the show Game of Thrones, which did have a lot of sex and a lot of female nudity. And at the time it was like, you know, isn't this objectifying? Isn't this anti-feminist? And then... They, I guess, tried to kind of improve on matters um, by showing a penis on screen. A what? What are those? <laughs> have you ever seen a hot dog? Um, I have seen a hot dog, certainly. Okay, well, that's, it's sort of like that, um, but attached to a man. And what's it attached with? Flesh. It's like a flesh to... Uh, oh. Stop. You know what a penis is. Well, what I was going to say... <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that if you think about nudity in the abstract, it seems a little ridiculous. And I know there are people, I don't know if any of them are women, who find just like a disembodied penis, just like a close-up of it, extremely arousing. I don't think most... I think most people, it's like nudity is a contextual thing. You need to see like a naked person, naked body, for there to be some kind of point to it. Maybe. Yeah, there needs to be, you, like you said, context. It's not like, I don't think I don't think women walk through like the Greek sculpture exhibit at the Met and are just like <laughs> beside themselves at all of the naked dicks on display. But I mean, are, are gay men either? I mean, I wouldn't think well, so. I think no, they can... I, don't, I don't even think that straight men are. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, nudity just like on its own. But this is Borat. Isn't there some scene in Borat where he's like, I forget what it was, like a painting or, or statue or something where he's like jerking off to it because it's like naked. <laughs> I feel like this is something in Borat. I, I need to look this up later. Anyway. Yeah. But okay. Borat aside, you <laughs> okay. know, with, with Borat being the exception that proves the rule, I think that most adults, like and anyone over the age of say like 13, let's be, let's be generous. We'll say 17. Um, you know, just seeing a naked body is not enough to be like stimulating in 
that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too generous to men. I, I can just picture the comments now being like, actually. You don't know how it is with our testosterone levels. We see an ankle and we just have to, you know. Retreat to a private corner for some alone time. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, obviously, nudity itself, like, I mean, you go to the beach and people are like half naked all the time. And obviously, this is not. Endlessly. I mean, it's context. All of this is context, I would think. Um, but it just struck me, though, that to have it seemed very annoying to me that the feminist thing still is to have an article of however many hundreds, thousands, words, whatever, intricately, you know, picking apart all these different naked lady scenes, when the real feminist issue here is like, I mean, not to be too blunt, but just parody, like, are there naked men? And can men be objectified in the same way, which is going to be of interest to, you know, a lot of women and also just like, or is or is the mere fact of nudity something that's like coded female? Is it something that's like a woman thing? And is there this sort of idea that that that's um, that a naked body would have to be a naked woman's body? And has that still the thing? And that to me seems like a much more interesting question than like going through each movie and saying like, was it okay that there was a naked woman in this movie? Yeah, there's something very, it's like new prude about yes. it. Yes, yes. It's also funny because like the question of parody when it comes to on-screen nudity, this too is not something that we are discussing for the first time or that has been in the discourse like for the first time. Um, because I'm just thinking about uh, the show Outlander and how when it first came on the scene, like... I want to say like seven years ago, something like that. Um, a, a big deal was made of how much that show caters to the female gaze. And it's interesting because like there's quite a lot of male nudity in it. Um, specifically, uh, you see a whole lot of Sam Hugan, I guess is how you pronounce his last name. Um, the, the male romantic lead. You see his butt a lot. Um <laughs> no complaints there it's quite nice but the thing that's interesting is that like when it comes to the type of nudity that is shown when you're showing a man and when you're trying to show a man in a way that titillates women um they generally don't show the dick for reasons that might be interesting to debate or might be too hot for a podcast i don't know i think there's just kind of a <laughs> convention that dick means it's a different type of show right it's not like a tv show it's a porn I guess it depends. I mean, I was thinking about um, that show, The Leftovers, on HBO, which is like probably 10 years old at this point, but I missed it in its first outing. And so um, my husband and I binge watched the entire thing like over the course of the past few months. There's quite a lot of um, penis in that show. I was, I was surprised by the amount of penis, but it's generally not sexy. It's just kind of like there's a naked man. Um, and so it's, it is interesting that like what you're showing, I mean, the, I, I think like at the risk of being maybe a little crude, the, the real disparity is whether the penis is erect or not. And if it's a, if it's erect, it's porn. And if it's just there, it's funny. That's right. That seems to be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's this myth that women just sort of don't want to, like that women also want to see naked women and that's really everybody's preference and good, we're all agreed. That's a consensus that was arrived at by men. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I feel like this should be so obvious, but like as I am learning, as I further do my uh, book research in this area, and 
yeah, my research involves, you know, like watching all the videos of naked men. No, um, but <laughs> when I am reading about this, it, it, this is like people really believe this. This is like what sex researchers believe. And it just, it's such bullshit. And it's just, oh, anyway. But like that's, this article just, I, the other thing is like the, what you're talking about, the neoprudery that like you could also just, then then you get to this thing where what women want is no naked people on screen because yuck, you know? And I don't think that's what women, grown adult women necessarily think. And I mean, I'm sure opinions vary on how much sex should be in whatever um, TV shows or movies or whatever, but like, like mainstream ones. But the idea that this is, that it just implicitly, like the article bothered me, just the framing of like, let's talk about naked women on screen and without, I mean, I didn't read it closely. So maybe there's like a huge, huge part of it. That's all about like all the penises we didn't see. And that's the subhead and I missed it somehow, (laughs) but I don't know. It just, yeah, it seems like it's, it's this thing that bothers me more generally of like assuming that the feminist thing is the more prudish thing. And I don't think that that's how it actually is in the world. But. It's true. It's it would be nice if there was a third way, you know. It would. Um, obviously, you have the Elaine from Seinfeld take that the the male body is aesthetically repulsive. Um, uh huh. And then George says that some women like it, and Elaine says sickos. sickos. Yeah, I have a lot of Elaine knowledge in this area. That's like probably going to just put everyone to sleep, even though it's about like sexy topics. But yeah, yeah, I don't think that Elaine is speaking for women. I think Elaine is speaking as what people want women to think like. And on a show that's, I love Seinfeld. I do not say this from a place of, I, I'm not trying to cancel Seinfeld, which has not been on the air for many years. Um, But <laughs> I do think it's kind of like a male voiced show, even when sometimes women are writing for it and sometimes women characters are speaking. I don't think that that speaks for women. And not in my name, Elaine Bennis, is all I'm say. <laughs> is there anything else? I'm sorry. I've been very distracted because as I've been sitting here, a spider got up on the couch next to me and has been like very slowly moving in my direction. And like, I don't want him to touch me, but I also don't want to kill him. Ooh, that's a dilemma, an ethical dilemma here that I don't know if I can solve for you. <laughs> it's um, an ethical dilemma and a technical difficulty yes i'm um, just gonna say though the first topic was uh body count that's right and so it's body count and nudity and falafel and i can only think about the falafel thing and i think my final thought on this area is that you, you do not owe your new partners prospective partners any information about how many falafel sandwiches you have had in your lifetime that is private And that is between you and the sexy Israeli man who made the falafel sandwich. That's right. You and the halal food cart guy. Um, Who may also be sexy too. It's your little secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, no, no biases. We we are um, ecumenical. (laughs) I don't know if that's even the right word for this. Um, Kat, do you have anything else um, on this topic? Yeah. I mean, I was going to make a falafel joke and you took it. I'm sorry. Um, So... Yeah, and I guess maybe my final my final parting advice is when somebody asks for your body count, make sure they're not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Feminine Chaos. This has been Feminine Chaos. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.